1: What's up, guys? It's Kelsey Charles and Megan Murray here with Girls Talking Boys. Happy Friday, everyone. Gotta get down on Friday. I love that that's like your thing now. I can't
2: stop and I won't stop. I think I've said that
1: before. It's honestly true. Like, it's what, Rebecca Black? Yeah, don't. One day I'll remember. I'll mix her up. Carly Rae, <laughs> don't you dare. Rickard, um, so it's not just us two on the line with you guys today. You guys have- Surprise. Surprise, bonus Friday edition. We've been on the Ocho. You probably have heard of RJ Ochoa before. Probably. Our fearless leader over at Blogging the Boys. So we decided to return the favor and invite him on our show and do a the crossover event you always wanted. Full crossover for you here today. RJ, welcome.
3: What is up? Uh, if this is a crossover, who's Grey's Anatomy and who's private practice?
2: Oh, we're um, always Grey's Anatomy, sorry.
1: I'm really glad that she's on my team because I'm gonna be honest with you, I haven't seen either of those. And what? I, I didn't even, what is private practice?
2: Oh my god, uh, god. it's the spinoff from Grey's Anatomy with <laughs> Addison, um, from, who What was-
1: uh, McDreamy's episode. Kate Walsh. Oh, I Kate know Walsh. who McDreamy is. Yeah, and Doctor Gray and Meredith. Yes, those feel like some yeah, of the yeah, most yeah, important yeah. characters. Yeah, yeah. So, right, so we're we're at me. Okay, we're, yeah, we're Grace at me. What are you? Well, are you are you okay with that decision?
3: I never watched Private Practice, and um, and I bailed on Gray's like eleven seasons in. Um wow. Maybe not that much. Um, but it was a while. Like I gave it a good shot. Um, but uh, I haven't
2: given I, up on it not once.
3: That sucks for you.
2: Are <laughs> <I mean>, you any reasons of being upset? <laughs> they just much like, like other things in my life. <laughs> they just like keep killing characters in Yeah, your... they really do. Wow. But not Meredith Gray. So <laughs> it's like an actual soap opera.
1: It is. Wow.
2: Yeah. Huh. And so that's what I imagine whenever I think about people that
1: work at hospitals. It has to be real. Well, if I ever saw something so accurate <laughs> in my life, um It's so definitely Grays, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely grace. It's definitely grace. Um, so you guys, we're obviously deep into whatever – I guess you can call it an off-season. It's an off-off-season because we're not quite sure, like, what's happening what's not. But we're going to go ahead and call it an off-season. And um, I have been doing a lot of reminiscing because – the what cons- else is there to do? Truly. The content that teams and outlets are putting out right now are a lot of throwbacks. Like, it's TBT every day. And – So, um, in true form, SB Nation, our flagship came through with a question that I was scrolling through my feed today, and I was like, oh, oh, simple but good. Um, What sports moment made you cry tears of joy? And I was like, wait a minute. I feel like, unfortunately, as a Cowboys fan, I do a lot of crying, but I feel like I also do a lot of crying tears of joy. So I had to bring in you guys into the conversation and go full Cowboys with some hypothetical questions on what Cowboys moments specifically have made you cry tears of joy? I mean, the tears of
2: joy aren't as prevalent as the tears of sadness. Um, As of of late. (laughs) As of late. Um, I don't know, tears of joy. I think someone um, actually commented this, I'll have to look and see who agrees with me here but um that uh does touchdown after his dad died
1: oh, oh in
3: pittsburgh yeah. yeah
1: that
3: was that was big that was a wild play too
1: yes what year was that 2016?
3: 2016 yeah november 15th november 16th 2016 i think it was
2: brand dead 14 who also agreed with me on that so shout out to you on twitter
1: oh, man yeah i forgot about that That was the first thing that came to my mind. But that's a good one. Yeah, that's a real good one. What about you, RJ?
3: Um, I mean, there are emotional moments. Like these are these are different, right? Like cause there's like makes you cry just out of like sports happiness. Um, when the Cowboys went to Cincinnati in 2012 after losing a teammate was really, really, really emotional. Um, and then that was not a last second win, but kind of a late win. Um, and that was that was tough. I think if I'm talking like just happiness, just mm-hmm. pumped about the win type thing. Um, we did tweet this out at blogging the boys. Uh, somebody snaked that Instagram handle. I don't know if I ever told you all that. So that's why it's blogging dot the dot boys. Oh, um, I know it sucks. Uh, but a lot of people said and I agree. The Lions playoff win in 2014 was incredibly cathartic and that's that's all where a lot of the tears were from just like like a release more than just happiness
2: that was like one of the first games that um i stole tickets from dave to go to <laughs> was it really it's
3: yeah. a pretty big game day right some tickets too. yeah i was
1: like so from now on you have to send me to every game i mean it feels like you know you're a lucky charm i i would say so i mean i've seen some bad losses but mostly what's your record
2: my record is pretty strong i I think i've only seen like one or two losses in person oh yeah
3: you don't have a list
2: She has. if if i had the schedules in front of me i could probably go through and tell you yeah she has
1: her brain which is like
2: i was at the i was at the saints um that saints game where we it was like 2018 yes that's voodoo right next question boom and I was at the Seahawks game, and uh, Sierra was sitting behind me, and I definitely told her to one two step it out of the stadium. So, Did you- fine.
1: <laughs> no, you didn't.
2: <laughs> Did you really? Yeah, I was yelling at her. It was not very nice with me, Megan. That's why people don't want to go to. Oh, games wait a minute. I just,
3: I like for real. The last ten seconds, I thought you were talking about like y'all's friend um, oh, no. for a second. <laughs> <Sierra>. <laughs> then, like, it, it ju- yeah, it just clicked <laughs> for me.
2: Beep. It's automatic. Yeah, no, I definitely said one, two, step your way out of here. And she was like, "You
3: um, Pesant. you need to put together. See, I have a, I have a list of all the games I've gone to with a ticket, and all the ones I've gone to with a credential, and so they're like organized, and I've got oh, and I've a like, credential. Got, got, well, I, you know, whatever. But um, I've got like <laughs> we'll my flex, record. <laughs> I've got my record. Like, did you have a what, co- what color
1: credential? Because I probably have beat you in what color you've gotten before. Yeah, so you, you wanna definitely beat me real quick.
3: Actually, um, this is yeah. a little bit like peek behind the curtain story. My first year with the credential, it didn't have the text that was printed on it. Like at the bottom, it, it only had my like photo. And so it, it says like, what is it like P, B, dash, whatever it is. And so every week I had like literally every game had to go to one of the PR people and get like the the like single game credential yep. and t- and tie it around my laminate one. It was a bit of a pain, but. Um, But I have my whole record broken down. And so you need to do that so that we can like come up with like Meg takes.
2: It wouldn't take me too long to figure it out, honestly. I'll
1: make Dave go over it with me. Meanwhile, I can't remember what I had for breakfast. So (laughs) miss me on this exercise real quick. I'm like, (laughs) I got nothing you guys. Like I know the years I worked for the team, which means I was at every game. So you know, I'll at least have those nailed down for you. That's what we'll do. Um, I can get back to you on that for sure. Yeah, yeah. I would say my moment, hmm, tears of joy. I would say, uh, yeah. Again, like I pull a lot from when I worked for the team, but that those are really special Cowboys moments for me. Um, when we won the NFC East and we got those run the run the East shirts, that the was Colts dope. game. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. That's actually so. Again, for those of you that listen to um, a lot of our stuff, you've heard me. Repeat this story over and over again, and I probably will. I mean, million more times. But the Dez chasing after me on um, downtown in the rain. In the rain, that was right before the Colts game. Uh, So it
3: was it was cold outside. So you're it was raining in the cold, and you were running. Respect.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm a boss. I don't respect that. I think you're weird, but that's (laughs) (laughs) fine. Um. Yeah. So that was just really, really cool for me because I don't know, like working for the team, I used to, I used to, you know, run training camp as well. I obviously did media things. You really felt like you're a part of the success of the team, if you will. And being able to, I don't know, it was just, it was just like really, really fulfilling to watch it go from beginning to end like that. And obviously we know how it ultimately ended up ending. Um, But that was just a really, really, really cool moment for me. And I'll never forget that. So I don't think I cried, but I pretty much could have cried tears of joy.
2: That wasn't part of the exercise. You're right. (laughs) just kidding.
3: I will say, too, you mentioned training camp. I feel like that's where more emotional things happen because they've all got their families and, like, they've all got their kids and toddlers and stuff. And I took this photo last year of Randall Cobb with his son, and it was, like, looking at it, like, later that night, I was just like, man, like, this is this is what it's all about. And so that's a little bit, not like quite tears, but that's like, you know, the core that gets you a little bit there.
1: I actually love that you say that because training camp, you're so right about that. Obviously, you know, it's very serious and they're starting to install, you know, their office is a decent defense and like figure out like cut down, like whittle down to the final roster. Um, but yeah, a lot of these guys have their families and they come and they bring their families out there and they stay either a good chunk of the time or, you know, the whole entire time. And you get to see them with their kids, which is really fun. Um, I have a moment that was one of my favorite moments of, of training camp ever, and it was with Romo. And we used to do this thing with Albertsons where we would have local kids that were in the Boys and Girls Club, they would come out to training camp for the day and we'd like host them and they can have this like really cool up and close personal experience and um, it was always before the blue and the right and white scrimmage. So we would line them up right on the side of the, um, of the locker room where the guys would run down the little hill, mulch hill mm-hmm. onto the practice field. And they would be, it was the helmet carrier. <laughs> so you have these little kids and as the player walks out you 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 rush up and like grab grab a kid out of the line. You're like, all right, like you know, uh, Jason Wood, like here's your kid. Like give him your helmet. He's gonna walk out with you like hand in hand, kind of like you see like the soccer players all the time, like walking onto the field doing yeah. that. So we kind of recreated that. And there was this, there was these two brothers, and um, they think they couldn't have been more than like eight years old. And one of them was a little bit younger, and he was so afraid. Um, And it turns out his dad actually walked up to me and and he was like, Hey, like, just want to let you know, like he's actually, um, So This is a lot for him. And I was like, no, I totally get it. Like I totally get it. And it was like, you can come stay with him if you want. And so I started talking to him and, um, asking him what his favorite player was. Like he started to calm down a little bit just cause again, he's like overstimulated, I think. And turns out he's a massive Tony Romo fan, like massive Tony Romo fan. Right. And I mean, who's not right. And so, um, as we are having the guys walk out onto the field, I see Romo out of the corner of my eye and I run up and like grab this kid and his dad and the two, the two brothers. And I'm like, all right, well, you guys are with Romo, Like go on. In his face, he was like, oh my God. Like he was just so excited and he got to carry Romo's helmet onto the field. Actually, I have a picture of it. Um, and that was one of like the cutest like moments for me, heartfelt moments of my career. It's a small moment but it like really was really cool. And like Tony, I told Tony as I was like walking onto the deal with him, I was like, Hey, heads up. And he, and he took a couple extra minutes, like talk to him. And um, it was just really cool. So I totally agree with you. Like training camp produces a lot of moments like that for sure.
3: I also in thinking more about it, um, not an on the field moment, but when Jason Witten retired, um, there was that like super subtle parade that he had at the star and, um, and then they were all given the speeches and everything and Jason Garrett told the why option story when he talked about how that play only worked because and then he got choked up right before he said Dez's name that Aww. was that was a cuz they had like just released him that was a that was a tough pill to swallow at the time
1: still is <laughs> i was going to say i was like you're talking to the sure. wrong crew say about being salty about Dez <laughs> <laughs> back. Did
2: you have one you were going to say about training camp? I saw you like... Oh, no. I was just going to say that was probably one of our like
1: first like friendship hangs. Honestly, you and you're I, right.
2: It was when I went to training camp.
1: So for those that don't know, um, and this is going to be like if you're a pretty old school DC.comer, d- 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 um, Rowan Kavner is kind of the reason why uh, the Dave Hellman, Kelsey Charles, Megan Murray individual friendships exist because Megan and Rowan grew up together here in Dallas so anyways, like shouts out Plano. Yep. Shouts out Plano. So yeah, you came to training camp and like, that was the beginning yeah, of the end.
2: Got us to get on the field. That was super awesome. Yeah. And, uh, Oh, and I met Chris Harrison. So <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's really why we became friends. No you could say it was kind of a big deal.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> that's awesome. Okay. Wait, I want to read some of the ones we asked you guys on Twitter um, to give us some of your answers to these. So I want to read some of these and get your reactions to them and see if you agree or don't agree. This is going to be the responses to what Cowboys moment made you cry tears of joy. Uh, Tony Romo's last drive versus Philly. Oh, uh,
3: in week in two thousand sixteen.
1: Yeah,
2: we watched okay. that in New Orleans. Did we really? Yeah. Oh, at Cooter uh, uh, Browns. Cooter Browns. Yeah.
1: Oh my gosh, that
3: was awesome. You uh, you guys <laughs> like got up really it. early
1: you I love to Dave talk about <laughs> sorry <I tried. laughs>
3: well, you, guys, you guys love to talk about um bobby and how he's a great troll he yes. made this video like a week after that i'll find it and um and it was it was that play like slowed down and the moment that romo turns around and like garrett and deck and mark sanchez are all like happy and everything uh whitney houston's i will always love you um pops on and it, it, it was just the funniest video at the time. Um but that was cool I relate but to
2: that. <laughs> I guess
3: but that was cool. But by that point I was like whatever. Like I mean I wasn't whatever, but it, it I that's a different that's a different emotion for me.
2: Fair. I mean I as a person who did not hate Romo um it was yeah it was really <laughs> surreal and kind of like sad. Like you knew that was his last yeah uh, drive with the team. So and then you know of course this was the speech followed that, right? Yeah. Yeah.
3: No, the speech was after was the Pittsburgh weeks.
2: game. Oh well, there you go. That like was balls a
3: meritocracy.
2: I can't blame it on quarantine because I mix up my dates all the time. So
1: <laughs> that's a rarity. So I'll, I won't hold it against you. <laughs>
2: but well, either way, like it was very final. So I can see why that is one.
1: Um, another. I guess that's, is that is is that actually. T- oh yeah, that's tears of joy for him. Yeah, I, that's I don't relate on the tears of joy on that one. Kind of sad. Yeah. Uh, another one drafting CeeDee Lamb I think I feel like this is very relatable for most Cowboys fans Um, you know drafting the skill player and we've we've beat that narrative into the ground um, across all platforms but (laughs) yeah that was a cool one I don't know I didn't cry I I feel like RJ, you probably did cry a little bit on that
3: I I was excited and I mean maybe this is a peek at the way i look at things i was excited for like the content like immediately i was like oh <laughs> awesome like a wide receiver this it was just it this was is why the, you're good at what you do yeah and like the guy's got like his name is cd you know what i mean like um you can make emojis with his first and last name you know what i mean like it's you know that i was more pumped and it was it was more like 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 when you show up to like your favorite restaurant and like your favorite like me yeah you know, meal is like in stock or whatever. Like that's the emotion I felt when they drafted CD.
2: I mean, I don't know when your favorite meal is like out of stock. I think maybe the quarantine <laughs> is getting to you in that regard. It's maybe um, <laughs> so. or like
3: like like when you go like when you want Chick-fil-a on Sundays. You know what wow. I mean? And then like that's yeah. the you know the reverse emotion.
2: That's fair. And then you you like remember drunk you put it in the refrigerator and you're like hell yeah I can heat this up. That's Chick-fil-A on Sunday.
3: That's a great way to do it.
1: That's a good metaphor right there. That's you're welcome. Let me upgrade you (laughs) real quick. Actually, I feel like on PMT, like big cat said that what he was going to start a business where they just took all Saturday and they bought out all the Chick-fil-a and then they just kept it in a, in a warmer. And then they started selling it and up charging you on Sundays. That's just business, man. Honestly, I would buy it. (laughs) If you give me chicken minis at like 10 AM after a long night out on a Saturday, I'll spend $50 for four. 100%. I mean, that's basically what delivery services are these days. So. Yeah.
3: I've said, but people love to say like cold pizza is really good. Like, I remember when I was a yes, kid, my mom would have like events at work and they would bring, she would bring home like Chick fil A platters. And I feel like this is going to sound gross, but Chick fil A nuggets that have been at room temp for like a few hours are really good. I don't Under- know.
2: Underrated. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree with that.
1: Um, a couple other ones that I liked. John Dyer said um, tears of joy when Emmett hugged Moose after breaking the all time rushing record.
3: Yeah, and Emmett, when he talked to Moose at his Hall of Fame induction too. And he was like, you took care of me like I was your little brother. That was really, yeah, that, yeah, was a that doesn't
1: one. get you what well, will. You're like, you're like, is someone cutting an onion in here? Like what's <laughs> that line? There's something in my eye. That's what it is. Um, <laughs> or it's
3: dusty in here.
1: Yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah, those are all good ones, all good ones. It's just my allergies. 100%. I don't cry, girls don't cry. <laughs> Dave Sergio, I'm so sorry, Dave. I know we're bros, and I don't know how to say her last name and I apologize if I messed up. Give her up. a lesson on, on Yeah, Twitter. go ahead and phonetically spell that out for me. Um, but he said, when Bill Parcells said, you can't call them losers anymore. He's like, I mm. ugly cried. Honestly, I actually wish, um, I've only been around for the Jason Garrett era. Bill Parcells era I feel like probably produced some like cool moments for sure like just like football old school like football triumphant moments where you're like yes man like I'm with you on that.
3: Yeah like I feel like if Twitter had been around then not really like you um, but Twitter specifically um, (laughs) like Like, how he would refer to T.O. as, like, the player. Like, imagine that. and Like, imagine just a press conference where he's, like, the player. And somebody's like, you mean T.O.? He's like, yeah, I'm not calling him that, uh, the player. That would, like, Twitter would be incredible in that moment.
1: That honestly would be. I, we've talked about this before, but social media in any of the Cowboys' previous eras would have been next level.
2: <laughs> for sure. I mean, it's
1: probably for the best that they
2: that, – that that did not exist um just for the antics of it all but yeah we would have had a lot more suspensions i don't I know feel.
1: i i feel like rj would have been here for that real
2: hard oh yeah mr content King. I'm, i was excited for the content you're like he uh,
1: here's he, we could we drafted this guy and i'm just excited because i can make his name into emojis cds cds uh, cds
3: um hey you know that's the lens that i look at life through and i'm okay with it so i'm okay, okay with you know. that
1: too Um, So you guys have been Cowboys fans for a really long time and I know that I've been, you know, around the Cowboys for a minute, but y'all on the
3: bandwagon. That's cool.
1: Yeah. Y'all have been long suffering fans. (laughs) Yes. Like you guys have been born and bred into this fan base. What would be your earliest Cowboys memory?
2: I guess you could say I was moved into it because my parents were technically Vikings fans, lest we forget. I remind them all the time. Oh, yeah. Um, (laughs)
1: Skulls. (laughs) You could be saying that.
2: They could not care less about that team anymore, and
1: it makes me happy. But, like, I'm just – No offense. I'm really happy for you that you don't have to cheer for them.
2: You know, I don't cheer against them necessarily because I do have – I do love my family. I have a large family, and they're all – for the most part, we have one outlier that's a Broncos fan, which is weird. That's but. so weird. Yeah. I, mean, but yeah, I just want them to be happy if I can't be happy. So there's that, but yeah.
1: I, I said it's for on Twitter and but it would have been kind of cool cuz if you had Stefan who was on the, the Vikings and you had his brother here in Dallas. Like then you could have like really been like straddling both lines. Like that would have been a cool thing for you.
2: Look, I, uh, I pick teams, you pick 500
1: teams. That's- it, It's, it's like five. <laughs> It's like five, I have one pro team that I'm that I am affiliated with. So that's, at least there's okay, that. at least you have consistency there. I love that for you. Um What about you RJ earliest Cowboys memory?
3: Well, what was mixed?
1: It, yeah, I didn't Did... say it. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, hello. She was like, I'm done with this. Yeah, great conversation. Yeah. Glad you're a your Vikings
3: fan. Your family's Vikings you? fans, that's cool, yeah.
2: Skip. <laughs> Damn, um, no, I'm not anyways. But um, I, would, I will say I do remember all the fanfare on that. I was like six when they, uh, when they won their last um, Super Bowl. So I do remember all the fanfare, going to a party for it. Didn't care as much then. I think when it really like clicked over for me is um, I don't think I was in Indian Princesses anymore, which is a YMCA program from back in the day, which is a little problematic now that you think about it. Yeah. But at the time, it was great. Yeah. Um <laughs> but <laughs> my sister was in uh Indian princesses at the time doing a lot of camping, a lot of uh we had shirts that said like uh little wildflower as our names or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Looking back on it. That's cute. It's questionable. But uh uh-huh. <laughs> because of her, I did get to go on the field in Texas Stadium. That was uh I believe ninety-eight. Oh. Um, so Incidentally,
3: Randy Moss's rookie year, the whole Vikings thing
2: Ah, comes full full circle. circle. (laughs) 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 Wow, wow, wow,
1: that's good.
2: Yeah, that's probably where it like really clicked over for me. I got I hadn't been to a game before, Mm -hmm. um, whereas I'd I'd been going to Mavs games all the time, like I played basketball, so I was like really deep in my Mavs fandom, that's where it really, like, I turned a corner and I was like, yeah, I'm a hardcore Cowboys fan now.
1: I love that. Did you take a photo on the star? That's the thing that you do now.
2: I'm sure I did. Yeah. I told my parents to go find it. Let's I was gonna see. say, if you can
1: find that photo of like you and your sister on the star in Texas stadium, we need that. I got a t-shirt, it was really cool. See? I love that for you. I love this journey for you. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> um, okay, RJ, now it's your turn, I'm sorry.
3: I like um, so, uh, to make a story. So shout out to 1998. Um, <laughs> I think for me, when I was a kid at my school, they had these little gumball machines, which I feel like is a novelty that was lost. Like you don't see gumball machines anywhere. Like not even just with gum, but like with toys or trinkets or whatever. Uh, but there was a gumball machine and they had little like NFL helmets that were like tiny that you would put stickers on and face masks and stuff. And um, so I collected all of the teams. And when my dad would watch Cowboys games, I would always take like the Cowboys helmet and like the Eagles helmet or whatever, and just put them in front of the TV, like the TV set. And so that's probably like my earliest memory. I still, um, I kind of do that a little bit and I've tweeted out some photos uh, with the little set that I have now. But um, but yeah, so that would probably be it for me. It's like that's the earliest memory of like the Cowboys being an important thing.
1: Interesting. How old were you then again?
3: how old was I then yeah I don't know I mean <laughs> I, <was a laughs> kid. I mean, I, I I couldn't put a year on it like Meg but I was I was like nine or ten I mean probably younger but um but yeah so shout out to little helmets and I also remember I had uh it was a checkerboard um but instead of red and black pieces they were cowboys helmets and 49ers helmets which was really Ooh,
1: cool. interesting that'd be worth some money nowadays yeah no kidding um, so again, I am really gonna just showcase the fact that I was listen, let me just say this. my family it's okay. My family, I grew up. I was born in Atlanta and grew up in Kansas City. And my family just really wasn't into sports. Like I was the one that was into sports. so i I really, I don't know. Like I didn't have like a <clears throat> hardcore like team. Hey, you're here now. It's I fine. am here now. So I feel like coming to Dallas and, just seeing how they like football is. I've talked about it before, but then um, the first time I set foot in Valley Ranch, like, first of all, I was like shocked that it wasn't a Valley. It wasn't a ranch. Like I was expecting it to be like this, like at epic ranch. It's not. (laughs) um, And it's not anything anymore, but I was walking through the halls and I think I was still an intern or something. And this like massive man, massive man, like walks out of where the player's locker room is. And I was like, my God. And it was Jason Witten. I was like, Oh my goodness! This guy is like three times my size. Like, I just was so shocked at how massive he was. Like, you see them on TV, and you're like, "Yeah, it's a big guy," but like seeing them in person for the first time, um, they it was like it was I can't even describe it. It was like he was a giant. Like, what are those? Uh, he was like Iron Man kind. He of was of a way.
3: cowboy, actually, not a giant.
1: Oh, oh.
3: I mean, this, good catch!
1: Yeah. Good catch. Yeah. Um but, yeah, so that was like one of my like earliest, I mean, just my earliest memories like of, of being affiliated with the team. and I was just it always stuck with me. I always remember that, and I was like, dang, that is crazy. And then another one that I have where is um, when I was new again, and um the press conference area used to be like halfway in between marketing and then also where the players and the coaching staff were, and then like broadcasters in the back, so I would work in the back occasionally. And I was walking through coaching and there was a, I saw the signs up, they were holding a press conference. And I feel this like And Charles Haley would come and like help out with the team and like some of the the guys and coach them up kind of like he does now. And I felt this like brush, like, like whoosh, like by my leg. And I was like, what the heck is that? And I looked down and it was a freaking Doberman, like the the dog. Like running by- As as
3: opposed to what?
1: As opposed, there's a Doberman in the office. But <laughs> like you said
3: that the, the Doberman the dog is like what would the alternative Doberman- I don't know. Be? It
2: could be someone's nickname, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hello, come
1: on, this is- fu- The Doberman. The Doberman, you know that, why was that, <laughs> that, that sick ass quarterback we had. <laughs> 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 Joseph Randall, the Doberman.
2: Oh No, I think Dobermans keep him from stealing things, yeah. so. <laughs> Um,
1: yeah. So anyways, I look down and it's a, it's a, it's a freaking Doberman and it's running towards the press conference. And I'm like, Oh my God. And I'm an intern and I'm freaking out. I'm like, what do I do? So I chase after the dog and I grab the dog and I like grab it like right before it gets to, uh, coach Garrett and Jerry having a press conference. And they like, look at me and they kind of cock their head to the side and they're like, what are you doing with a dog at the office? And I'm like, I, I'm just shook at this moment. And then Charles Haley comes walking down and he's like looking for his dog. And it was Charles Haley's dog. Of course. So, um, those would be my two earliest Cowboys memories. I wonder why You're they sit with me. <laughs> Let's call your two earliest the
3: memories favorite. involve Jason Witten and Jason Garrett.
1: I just told you I didn't grow up <laughs> I, as a Cowboys fan. I know. Any just, fan.
3: By like, the way, Charles Haley was on the blog and the boys podcast feed recently on the seven five Oh, you can go back in your podcast feed and listen to that.
1: Um, good pitch there, my friend. Um, so those were our memories. A couple other ones that I loved that a couple people threw out there. Um, <laughs> Daniel, Daniel, uh, Cam Geider said, "I don't know if I said that right." His earliest Cowboys memory is Romo's first pick. That's cute. Huh. Um, the '92 Cowboys joy from Norm hits Roth. Um, let's see. What are some other ones? I, there was one that I really liked that was actually talking about um, the Cotton Bowl when they were playing in the Cotton Bowl. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, dang it! Where is that one? We're
2: pulling from multiple places, so it might have been on Instagram. But yeah, I'm not sure.
1: it was on it was on Twitter. It was the reply to the blog and the boys one. Anyways, just the fact that there was some guy who was actually watching the Cowboys when they were playing in the in the Cotton Bowl. I thought that was pretty neat, and so. Again, you have a fan like me who's been around for maybe like two minutes, and he's been like truly, truly, truly lifelong, if you will. Um, cool. All right. So we've gone through some like happy, <clears throat> joyful times in our um, Cowboys fandom. I don't know. The, the Doberman. Is joyful to me. The Doberman. The Doberman. I'm <laughs> telling you. Joseph Randall, the Doberman. I, why are you picking on him? It was Charles Haley. I just feel <laughs> like it fits. You I think it should be.
3: It, it needs to be like like a dude whose like last name is like like Eric Dober. You know what I mean? And then it's just yeah. like the Doberman. Who? Like sure. that's where Who? it would come from.
1: Okay, RJ, go ahead and find me Eric Dober, and then we'll, <laughs> well go ahead and christen him real quick. Like, la, stop. La, like we christened the Nooch. The Nooch.
3: That was well done. Seriously, that's catching on. Um, see, As like I, we need that in like like a Hawaiian shirt. You know what I mean? Like it needs to be like these tropical colors. That's the way I see it. Well, in my head.
2: that would be Cute. for a
1: though, Wouldn't it? Oh,
3: Um. I mean, technically, but I'm just talking <laughs> about the verbiage, the newt.
1: Yeah. How about, I'm you, here for it. How about you pretend like you know, your team, RJ, come on.
3: <laughs> I mean, it is what it is.
2: With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com.
1: It is what it is. Um, I actually do want to tell a Joseph Randall story really quickly. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) That's never a good way to start a sentence. And... I have a video, but I'm not, I don't have a video, but I do. And it's very funny. So they, the Cowboys uh, media team a couple years ago, when we were at Valley Ranch, decided to do this Halloween prank <laughs> where uh, they put, they put a camera on like a GoPro in the locker room or actually on the equipment table. And they put a whole like big thing of candy, like just a big bowl of candy out there. It's like where you go get your cleats and go get your like your gear or whatever if you need something else, like another shirt or what whatnot. And so they just were like gonna film it to see like who actually took candy and if they only took one. It said take one. I think it was Is this like the toddler challenge? Pretty much. So they did it with the team. And um, it was very funny. And most guys definitely took more than one. And then <laughs> Joseph Randall rolls up and like grabs a handful, and then he's like looks around. And he like leans his head in underneath the um, the little gate, and he's like, "Hey, uh, is I'm just gonna make sure and check real quick if this is public, for, like, for the taking, like because you know." And this is like right after like all of his stuff came oh, down, where he was like boy. got caught stealing things, and so he thought he was pretty cute, like double checking to make sure that if he could get a piece of candy or not.
2: Well, I'm glad he
1: checked. Well, he didn't check after the fact when he left the team, so I feel like he's checked himself into a place behind bars for quite a while, but. Um, yeah so i thought that was pretty funny it's a it was a <laughs> it's a funny moment in time <laughs> oh lord um so while he's crying in prison i'd like to know why is he still in prison i think so um i'd like it's to know interesting assumption to make it well i don't think he's doing that well sorry jr <laughs> if you're doing better um but what moments in time were just like really rough for you as a cowboys fan like heartbreakers. And I already know what one of yours is going to be. So you're going to have to give me more than just the green Bay like situation. I realize that's very high on most people's list. Well, okay. It's like every
3: I... response by the way.
1: It really is. Right,
2: yeah. But what if I say not the catch game, but was it 2016?
1: You yeah. cry whenever we play the green Bay Packers? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, but was it, it was 2016 when we played them um, after Dak's first season. Am I making that up?
3: No. Right, the comeback they had in the third and 20 in Mason Crosby. Right, yeah.
2: yes. That one hurt a lot more in, to me. Well, it didn't hurt more, but it was like sadder. Yeah. I feel like uh, 2014, I really thought we could go all the way. The Dez thing just made me mad. So I just left that game mad. But <laughs> in 2016, I thought I, like, we could have won that game. Right. Um, it w- I was just sad. Like, we had such a great season. Um, we had, I had such low expectations. Speaking of something that made me cry, when Tony got um, injured,
1: dude,
2: uh, Seattle preseason.
1: Yeah. And
2: then, th- it's like, to have such an incredible season uh, after all of that. And then, freaking number 12 again. I'm sick of him. Sick of him.
1: Danica's dude.
2: i think he was olivia's dude
1: at the time he's
3: oh that's right he's
1: a queen by the way i
3: forgot about that wow
1: yeah the the newsroom she she's like she slays in everything she does though she does great show yeah great show great show um yeah, yeah that game sucked that was really sad like i feel that too i don't think i've
2: ever felt like more deflated and then it was a storm I was in Austin, oh, but I did not experience that. Oh, but. and
3: then there was, like, all the, like, memes that night that was, like, oh, yeah, it's going to be a touchdown in Dallas for the first time, blah, blah, Yeah. Blah. Super um, clever.
1: <laughs> that was the night when it was, like a tor- it was, like, a tornado, like, watch or whatever. And so either you got out of the stadium or you got stuck in the stadium. After all that, nope. I got out of the stadium, and because um, – I left a little early. Then I don't blame like me. I was just upset. And um, I was leaving and there was still traffic. And of course, not to mention we just like totally lost and it was so depressing and there's horrible weather coming in and it was just like downpour. I got a freaking fender bender. Oh, yeah. I told you guys that. I, it wasn't even my fault. Someone hit me. and That's what they all say. Yeah, they did. It was, I told you guys this before, but it was <laughs> Jerry's pilot. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like right now, like I could not make this up if I tried. So I shouldn't have been driving. I mean, truly, I was like, this is just not my day. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that, that definitely made me cry for sure. I would also say like the whole Tony saga of him getting hurt all the time. And like, just like, say what you will about Tony, like whether you're a fan of him or not, like we can't deny the fact that he was a great quarterback. And he really, he really truly left it all on the field for this team. And I, I watching him go down, and like cringing like wincing every time like he would like stay on the ground a little bit longer than maybe he should or he would have previously that was so tough for me um and because you just knew that it, it felt like his body was betraying him I always equate that to like Sean Lee too like when whenever he's such a he's such a smart brilliant player and he you know there's no denying that he works his butt off but then his body when it comes time to like put it all in motion just betrays him. So that was really tough for me, like watching some of the final, you know, games of Tony's career and like, then like that coming in and you're like, God, like, this is a, I mean, it, it's, it's a circle of life. It happened with him and you know how he got his job and it's, it's, it's how Dak got his job, but that was just tough for me. And then of course, you know, and you knew it was coming, but then the retirement speech, like football is a meritocracy. Like, are you kidding me? Like, I, I just, again, say what you will about Tony and whatever you thought about him. Like that just made me feel something. And it was a very sad day for me. And I was, it was surreal is a better way of putting it. So that was a tough one for me. What about you, RJ?
3: I have three. Um, one of them is a personal example. One is a Cowboys as a whole example. And one is a Romo example. And I'll go personal first, because um, I want to. Um, okay. I went to Texas a University, the highest institution of learning in uh, the great state of Texas. And... Um, my sophomore year was the first year that a and played Arkansas at what was then Cowboys Stadium, uh, obviously, and now at Stadium. And I, I drove, it was not fun. Um, I drove in with some friends and, you know, how it is in college, like somebody's like, oh, we'll all stay at my parents' house. And I don't even remember where this dude's parents live, but it was so far away. And it was just the longest drive. We had gone to Windstar the night before, and the guy, the host guy, had not done well, so he was in a bad mood. Wait, you went, to, uh, you
2: went, from, you went from College Station to, to Windstar? Windstar?
3: We went and from then, College st- <laughs> No, it wasn't in one that's day. That's the like most a whole AM weekend.
1: thing I, ever, I have ever heard. Like, <laughs> did, you, did you lose your way?
3: Anyway, is that how uh, you
1: were navigating your way to Dallas? <laughs> you were like, so well, the ga- here's the idea, guys. F- we're going to go north through Oklahoma
2: because this makes f- the most sense. Ah, we, drove in, pursuit of learning, huh? uh-huh. we drove
3: in to Dallas on Friday and then like all congregated and then went to Windsor. And so the host guy did not do well and was in a bad mood, which made Saturday really not fun. And then we drove to obviously to the game and I had friends like everywhere and I was trying to meet up with everyone. It just wasn't working out. So I was frustrated. And then A&M lost. And then we drove because somebody had, like, he was in, like, the aviation club at AM and he had, like, flown a plane himself there. And so we had to go drop this guy off, like, two hours away no. at this small little airport. And we just drove forever. And then we, again, drove forever more. And then Sunday I went to the Cowboys game with a friend. Um, and they lost to the Titans, which was really upsetting. And we decided that it would be a good idea to drive back immediately after the game and sat in traffic forever. And we joked because we both lost our fantasy matchups that week. So we just lost like everything. Like it was just a weekend of losing. It was terrible. Um driving so back, my- back
1: after a game is a Brian Broaddus move for sure. He, I, was, he'll
3: go, he yeah. Yeah,
1: He's a road warrior. He'll go to a game and then he's like, oh, I'm going back tonight. And I'm like, I'm sorry, what? Yeah, they drove back it's after that national, like seven. They uh, game they went to. Who, was won was
3: that like, game? That. who won that game? Who won that game?
1: Listen, but, you know what? How, how about We erased it from the history books. Next topic. Anyway, What's your second anyway, one, RJ?
3: Um, so my Roma one is um not the most cliche answer ever. Um actually it was not even a game. It was the day after the Cowboys beat the Redskins in twenty thirteen when it was announced that he had to miss the Eagles game that was essentially the NFC East title game and that was so frustrating just for him it was like are you serious like after all this and he'd had this like epic DeMarco Murray touchdown pass in Washington and that was a re- I remember I was getting my car washed like I was literally sitting in the car wash when I saw the tweet and I was so angry um, at the time so that was my Roma one and then my other one was um, kind of cliche I guess but when the Cowboys lost the Giants in the divisional round in 2007 um that was my senior year of high school and i was just obsessed with that team and kind of like you know went with them you know in terms of emotions and things like that and so i was i had the flu that weekend and i was just devastated and i like i immediately was like i'm not going to school tomorrow like i didn't even care i was like i'm just never gonna see anybody ever again because i knew that all my friends were just gonna want to be like oh so the cowboys lost and they didn't have the emotional energy so um thanks for bringing all that up Kelsey good job
2: yeah. I feel like after we lose, I need like a good two days and like,
1: no one can talk to me. <laughs> it's not great. Like it's definitely a decompression type thing where you have to like, stay off the internet. Yeah. And then I'm like, I'm like, Hey Meg, would you like a refill? And can I get you a snack? Tequila. Yes. <laughs> That's definitely the the resolution to any tough loss in uh, this relationship. Should find healthier ways to cope, but here we are. It's okay. Tequila's great. Um, So a couple (laughs) ones that we got on Twitter that I thought were good too. Jonesy Wales, great name. Jonesy Wales. Um, He said the playoff loss to the Panthers in 1996. That brought real-life tears. That one hurt. Uh, Norm Hitzroth said Danny White not winning the NFC Championship three times. Um, Got a lot of Packers answers in here, like you said. Uh let's see the Jackie Smith drop the fumbled snap in Seattle from Sylvain Dubey. Mm. The fumbled Doberman. snap. Do- Do- we found him! We found the <laughs> Doberman. <laughs> 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 He's never gonna listen to this. He doesn't even know what a great name he just received. Wow. <laughs> hey, listen, I just want to say this is a tears of joy moment that we <laughs> that we have found. The successor to the Doberman name to carry I
3: I have a question that I wanted to surprise you both with. What is, and it could be fairly recent, but what is the most Cowboys moment, like of recent history? Where like, like something happened and you were like, that would only ever happen to the Dallas Cowboys.
1: Uh, Because I
3: think my answer is really hard to beat. (laughs) The, the cat, um, <laughs> that's a good I suppose one. the cat's a good answer.
1: <laughs> Wait, no. I
2: mean, that's the
1: most recent thing I can think of, so. <laughs> and I also would like to say that um, I love cats, and so when that happened, I definitely texted several individuals that were at that game and was like, you need to make a concerted effort to go find that animal, and if you can, you're bringing it home, just for the record. And um, fortunately that did not happen, but here we are. I tried. <laughs> I'm still going to go look for it. I feel like stadiums are going to be full of cats right now. If you think about it, it could probably be a really great breeding gown, gown, breeding ground, gown, words are hard, (laughs) for a lot of these rally cats. Like it's rally cat season right now. If you think about it. I mean, maybe they're the only ones on the field right now. Who knows? That's what I'm saying. I just feel like that's probably what's happening. Anyways, um, RJ, you go first because I really have to think about this for a minute.
3: Um, Well, I'll go if you're like, if you were if you promise to not be like that's my answer
1: i mean i can't promise anything this is our show <laughs> that's, a good, that's a really good point just, i just like came in and Welcome took your to up, spot on the couch
3: yeah um my you answer boss,
1: but you in our house
3: my answer is the lucky whitehead drama that would have never happened to any team Except Ew. the Dallas Cowboys and yeah. like cutting him and having the wrong oh. person, like that was, and and especially like the fact that they had been criticized for holding on to dudes like just year in and year out, and that they finally chose to make an example of someone that that, that was the one that would blow up in their face. That is the most Dallas Cowboys thing of all time.
1: I actually, that's really funny you say that because
2: because I that's, my too. Well, that's
1: mine. <laughs> 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 no but that was wild like I I actually I took my um, dog or my I don't have a dog I have dog cats I took my cat to the vet and we apparently had the same vet and this lady was like As Blitz yes like this this veterinarian was like shook over this story and I was like what are y'all gonna do well that was,
3: that's a different story though the the dog napping that's a different thing than uh, his um like reported robbery or i, mis- I can't
1: he i feel like he had a lot of stuff but the like the robbery was one thing i was worried about the dog like the the stolen dog that wasn't stolen right was, right, right, yeah i was like i don't really but, know where you're going with that
3: me or lucky
1: no lucky. <laughs> okay, like yeah. I don't know where in his marketing, twisted marketing mind that he was like, this is a good idea. Like I know Kim Kardashian like did some crazy stuff for fame, but like, I feel like it doesn't quite translate in these modern times. Like that that doesn't really, that doesn't do anything for you anymore.
3: I remember Twitter that night (laughs) when the dog was like reportedly kidnapped. Twitter was like, pitchforks you know like you know how like there's the rare moment where twitter is universally behind one cause it was that um and it was it was pretty wild but um but yeah so that was my answer
1: i would say um i don't know i have like i i can't think of like a ton of like big ones i can think of like a bunch of little ones though like just like when like cowboys ending up on like tmz where they had the bus and there was like they were down in la i think it was like jay glazer and like the Jones family and like, there's like, I don't know, things happening and they end up on TMZ and I was like, yeah, of course. Like people are making the headlines during training camp, but our team's on TMZ right now. Yeah, but what about the penis water guns?
3: Oh, that was good too. That was a big one.
1: That was a big one. Scandal. And that would only happen to us. That (laughs) would only happen to us. Um, Gosh, what else? For a multitude of reasons. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then I would just say, like, I feel like the um, (laughs) um, Rolando McClain and the Kraken, those were two that, like, just, like, how their stories played out. I was like, of course, the Cowboys, like, took a shot on these guys. Like, only the Cowboys would do that. Um, So I just felt like that was a really interesting like turn of events when that all went down. And and then they, you know, they bring in like with guys like that, they kind of like try and then bring in like some handlers to kind of like ease the situation. And um, yeah, I <laughs> I don't know. I we <laughs> I
2: mean good, bad, or crazy, there's a lot of situations where you're just like, Yep, cowboys gonna cowboy.
1: So we had a golf tournament and the, the cowboys uh, always play in and it's like a sponsored golf tournament and so we would work it every year. And it was right when, uh, we, we got a, a Greg, Greg Hardy and, uh, he like rolls up and he was like super friendly and just like obviously a massive dude. And he's wearing like super tight, like everything white and like golf gear. And his, his pants were like too short for him, which was like funny in itself. And he wrote, he has like a bag of Cheetos and I'm working one of the holes and he Comes up and it's like his turn to, to play, and he like hands me his. He's like, "Can you do you mind holding these for me for a minute?" I was like, "Sure." He's like, "He's like, don't eat them, or I'll I'll like come for you." And I was like, "I feel like it's a little early for this, Greg. Like maybe not. Like maybe we don't make jokes like that in front of like a bunch of like media members and whatnot." Um, yeah, it, Cheetos j- are
2: serious, though. So, I so. agree.
1: I do. I Were they you. flaming hot? Um, I I would assume.
2: Yeah, I feel like a guy like that of- would
1: like only go for like the extra level type of flavor.
2: I would say that to you too. So,
1: yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't really have a, like a big moment. I think just the Cowboys in general, like it doesn't surprise me when things happen that are crazy or things that are like, you know, out of the ordinary or just extra flashy. It doesn't even really seem to phase me anymore because that's just kind of the Cowboys way.
3: I would also add um, to kind of piggyback off your earliest memory a little bit only like the Jason Wooden unretiring after being super terrible on Monday Night Football, like that would only ever happen to the Dallas Cowboys.
1: Yeah, you're not wrong. Like, and then him coming back, and then um, the, going to the Raiders. Yeah, just, that was so weird. Or I still, like on the on the subject
3: of the Raiders, the index card, like that would only yes! ever happen ah, to the Dallas yes. The
1: the makeup call, quote unquote. Yeah. yeah. I would also say, I mean, I know we always talk about it, the Green Bay call, like, I just really feel like that that stuff like that, like always happens to the Cowboys, where, you know, it's just like heartbreakers, the like index that, where they come back, and they're like, Oh, well, just kidding. It actually was, you know, we were wrong, but there's nothing we can do about it now. I'm like, of course you were. Like, we told you. Yes.
3: Yeah. I also, I didn't realize I had so many of these, like the- <laughs> The, the like, irony or poetry or symmetry, whatever you want to call it, of Mike McCarthy being the head coach. And, like, and yes. then, like, getting asked about the Dez Cash and everything. And not even just, like, like Randall Cobb coming in. You know what I mean? Like, there's all these, like, weird connections. Um, so that's, um, you know, that's my answer. Also, the way they let go of Jason Garrett. That would only ever be the Dallas Cowboys.
1: 100%. 100%. Because, like, other places are – very like this is a business and like, thanks for your service, goodbye. See you. And this is like, this is like, I think, I mean, they it's a family run organization. And I feel like they, it was very, it was it was very personal. It wasn't just business. And so they dragged it out forever and ever. And I truly feel like they were trying to find a way to find something, anything. I mean, they kept, this is not a good example, but they kept like Monty Kiffin around. Like what, what did he do? Jason, you know?
3: do you have a Doberman that we can use? <laughs> Oh,
1: <laughs> oh! I also have like I want to go back to one more because I had another fun memory. Um, if you guys remember, Sticks, the quarterbacks coach, uh, he passed away. Oh, not the band. Huh.
3: Not. Well, I mean, it's a good <laughs> band. <I
1: don't> know. <laughs> it's a little before my time. Our day. That's more your time.
3: Sure. Sure.
1: Yeah. Um, so, anyways, at training camp, he used to. He was like the nicest man ever. And he would, um, he would buy like, he would just buy bottles of wine from, we used to in a Marriott from the front. So like, you know, like the little like snack counter, like to the right of like the check in area where you can buy just really mm-hmm. cheap bottles of little wine. Nook. Yeah, the little nook. And you're like, charge it to the room, of course, charge it to the room. I don't have to see it like, yeah, yes, I need that. Um, so he would buy bottles of wine and we would like all like sit around the fire pit and just like talk and then occasionally like Jason Garrett would come up and like this is one of my favorite interactions because he was, like, actually giving six a hard time um, and just was being, like, open and kind of a fun guy to be around. Like, I would never had seen him, like, interact so um, – I don't know. That was my first time seeing him interact so, like, honestly in front of a larger group of people because I feel like he's such a buttoned-up type guy. So those were some of my, like, other earliest memories for sure.
3: I have a final one um if that's okay (laughs) I didn't realize I had a lot of thoughts on this
1: I know I'm gonna Uh, like we're gonna we're gonna hang up and I'm gonna think of like a million more good ones because I just feel like I didn't do enough preparation on some of those ones you just threw in my way
3: um maybe this made you cry um but the night the Cowboys lost to the Eagles in 2017 at home on Sunday Night Football um was really bad that was the night they honored Jerry at halftime um for going into the Hall of Fame and um, that what made me think about it was the when you brought up the wine, because they had wine bottles for every suite with like his face or name or something like, I don't know if it's like monogrammed whatever on it. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you know this or I've said this a lot. That is literally the worst loss ever at AT&T Stadium that the Cowboys have ever had from a point differential standpoint. Like the fact that they would literally have their worst loss of all time to the Eagles in the year that the Eagles won the Super Bowl. On the night that Jerry Jones was honored for going into the Hall of Fame, that would only ever happen to the Cowboys.
2: I feel yeah, that's like, fair. Your words are like daggers to me right now. Who <laughs> who are you rooting for in that Super Bowl? Just curious. Uh,
3: like, I I the really the lesser of
2: two evils for you.
3: I agreed with you. Um, who did you guys talk to about this? Um,
2: I think it was, was a, it was
3: Scooter, right? Right. Um, Yeah. 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 In fact. Um, you know no disrespect to the the home i'm in at the moment but i typically agree with meg on these instances um and so and so i i thought the the idea or the mindset of rooting for the eagles in that moment was the most ridiculous thing of all time you, I, I, I never understood that from anybody i know you
1: didn't I, disagree oh i was like wait
3: <laughs> right no I, I wasn't saying that you disagreed but meg meg flew the flag the highest so she deserved. Uh,
1: yeah it. Uh, there was no
3: um,
2: way in hell i was at this like backyard party for that Super Bowl and I was like straight wearing like a Rex Burkhead jersey yeah. just because I was like I will not root for this trash team and then of course everyone was in my face about it. And I was I've, like, Get out.
1: I've only worn an Eagles jersey once and it was because I did uh, I wore a Halloween costume when they had those direct TV commercials airing and I was DeMarco <laughs> Murray with cable and that was DeMarco Murray in his Eagles jersey mm-hmm. except it was like his first four games where he was like really awful. And then of course he came back and was like pretty okay again. But it was a good costume at the time. Sure, sure. It was
3: good costume, but bad practice. I'll never forget Michael Irvin rooting for them and the lot. Like because everyone's logic was like, oh, I'd ra- I'd rather you know the Cowboys not get past. Like dude, the Cowboys have had all this time, and they have like. You can you can still catch up and pass somebody. Like yeah. you can't undo the Eagles winning. Line. And I think right, Meg, and it's you- like
2: the Patriots are supposed to be so good; they should probably have another one. Like right. what big deal? What what do you do? I'll I'll catch you later, Tom Brady. Like
3: right. I d- I will say I did root for the Giants in the first. Patriots huh? Super Bowl because like, that was that was that 07 year and I like that again that was my senior year of high school and I like really 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 hated that Patriots team and so like it did feel in that particular moment like the lesser of two evils Um, but obviously in the second one I rooted for the Patriots
2: yeah I mean I see where you're going with that I just you never root for the NFC East in any we, way we agree
3: though the more egregious mm-hmm. in was rooting for the Eagles oh couple, yeah of, that was Absolutely. again no, no logic, no rationale can support that for me.
2: No. Are you, yeah, I, if you, uh, if you did that, you need to look within yourself and uh, do some soul searching. If you, if,
3: yeah, you need to talk to, to the, Doberman. <laughs> the,
1: the, Dober. the Doberman. The Doberman. The Doberman. The Doberman. I already forgot his name. Sylvan. The Dober. <laughs> I'm so glad. I, Sylvan, I hope you're out there and I hope you hear this and I hope you love the name we've given you and I hope you wear it proudly. Go ahead and do that thing where you change your name. Like, you know, people that are like, you know kelsey social distancing oh. charles or whatever and you like change your name on twitter but not your username
3: there's people that do it like for like sports teams they'll be like yeah. kelsey lakers 32 and 6 charles yes. Or whatever,
1: yeah so. yes yeah sylvan go ahead and update your name that takes a lot of dedication those people that
2: like do the um the what is it the record change
1: every week could not be me no could not be me. i would forget yeah. <laughs> hundred percent. I'm just going to play 16 like, and 0.
2: Yeah.
3: Well, especially like basketball, you know, like, like oh I can see God, the
2: football I, thing.
1: Yeah. yeah that- baseball. <laughs> <laughs> no, like that's a lot. That's talk about, let talk about
2: sports things that make me cry. Baseball.
1: Well, yeah. Worst day of my life. We won't even go into that. Mm-hmm. Um, Meg's had it rough with some of her local teams as well. 2011 of was a
2: great year and a terrible year.
1: <laughs> it's okay, you guys. We'll all recover. Um, we won't. All right. So this has been fun. And I'm glad we were able to take a trip down memory lane. RJ, thanks for um, throwing us a random one at the last minute. I actually really want to continue this conversation. So we'd love to hear from you guys about what your earliest Cowboys memory was, what Cowboys moment made you cry tears of joy, what about a moment, Wait, oh yeah, I am. Wow, goodness. Maybe I need a beverage. <laughs> Things are not right. You can always join me next time. A moment that actually made you cry in terms of the Cowboys, and then the most Cowboys moment the ever. Cowboyist Cowboy moment. The Cowboyist Cowboys moment ever, i.e., the dope. Um, <laughs> send us a tweet. <laughs> Just like. Also,
2: I will uh, nickname you if you are in dimensions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's
3: true. By the way, when you say "dobe," because I see it as like "dob," I think of date of birth. Like that's the only thing I can oh, think C-O-B. of. You...
2: Okay, but I also think of Dobby. So,
3: oh, uh, uh, R-I- R-I-P. R.I.P. Yeah,
2: R-I-P. Well, no spoilers here, but R-I-P.
3: R.I.P. Yeah. yeah. If well,
2: you haven't seen spoilers! it, that's right <laughs> <dude>, <laughs> anyway. Seen it?
3: Or, who watches it? You read it. Not That's
1: true. If you haven't read or seen it by now, it's on you. um So go ahead and drop us a line with your answers to those questions. We also will be accepting your applications for nicknames for through the end of the week. So if you're looking <laughs> for any of those things, you can you've always me. been like, "Wow, I really want a cool nickname." I got you. Yeah, we got you. Tweet us. R J is at rjochoa. I'm at kelsey underscore charles, and Meg is at. Meg Murray with four hours. Um, So link us all up. We wanna hear your answers and we also wanna give you a nickname. So we will make sure to take care of you in those regards. But fun fact for you all. I know you're gonna miss us. We are only on Mondays and Fridays here with Girls Talking Boys. We have plenty of contacts and wow, content. <laughs> you guys, the struggle <laughs> is so real. It's unbelievable. Um, content for you all under the blog and the boys umbrella. RJ and team do a great job of bringing you all New, fresh content daily in the written form, but also with some really great podcasts. We've got 750, Broadcasting the Boys, The Ocho, um, just all of the things you could ever envision. You can get your hands on all of that and more by subscribing to the Blog and the Boys podcast feed wherever you get your podcasts on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher. Rate, review, it really does help us out. RJ, any final words before Um, we go?
3: I, uh... I thought about it on the subject of nicknames. I've decided that Kelsey, you are the Sunshine Band because the whole okay. KC thing. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, that's good. And uh, Meg, you are Quad R because of your Twitter handle. Like Quad R, you know. And, and I'm still workshopping that one. Yeah,
1: and, I was like, we might need to <laughs> workshop yeah. both
2: of those. You have something there, but uh, yeah. I'm just gonna. Say, I mean, we'll, we'll fine tune it.
3: <laughs> yeah, there's what we've got. This is like the limestone, you know, man. Like a block of it, and we're just yeah. gonna chisel it away. You know, chisel yes. It away.
1: Into a masterpiece. I know you're trying Mm -hmm. to beat the dope. It's gonna be impossible, but um, it's okay. You always. I thought the Sunshine
3: Band was great. I really did. I (laughs) I do think
1: that's great. If you think I haven't heard that one before, though, you're wrong. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the original. Um, Thank you guys so much for joining us today. We had so much fun. RJ, thank you for joining us, my friend. You can catch him every day on the Ocho and on the Twitter, as we mentioned. And the Twitter um, tweet Meg and I because we'll miss you between now and Monday. Hope you guys have a great rest of your weekend. And we will see you next time. But before that, as always, never forget. (laughs) Cowboys forever. Eagles for never. Bye, guys.